Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Outtakes. I'm Lori Baker. Today's show is with lighting director Ray Thompson, who is nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award in the category of Outstanding Lighting Direction for a Drama Series, that series being the CBS soap opera The Young and the Restless, which is consistently the top-rated soap opera in the United States. In this category, Ray has already had seven previous wins, and here he is to talk about the Daytime Emmys and what it's like to be the lighting director at YNR. Congratulations for your nomination for Outstanding Lighting Direction for a Drama Series and the Daytime Emmys Awards this year for Young the Restless. This will be number eight if you win. That's that's a great record. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, it's it's a kind of amazing. It's good. Not a it's bad good. thing. Well, what do you do with all these Emmys? Do you have them on the shelf at your home somewhere? Or? Yeah, I do. I have a I have a shelf that uh, that I have set up that. Uh, it's it's a little crowded now. I can do one more up there, and then I then I have to buy a new house. <laughs> I think. <laughs> do you select a scene, or do you select an episode? How does it work when you pick what you want to submit to the Emmys? In our category, and more more, they're starting to do this in in a lot of the categories. I think, and it's a great idea. Uh, you have uh, five shows. You can pick up to five shows, and twenty minutes out of the five shows. And it needs to be in a chronological order, but but uh, so so you know it would be the oldest show first. But you you get to you know um, uh, put this put this twenty minute maximum twenty minute thing uh, edited piece together to show off your work. So I try to do something that's kind of thematic throughout that kind of tells a story because I think that that's that's more interesting than just a bunch of scenes of people talking, you know. Um, so, so you like try kind of my... to tie in the you tie them in together. Yeah, I try to find a storyline that's interesting and uh, that we've enjoyed that has some action to it, and I I pick scenes from shows that follow that storyline. Interesting, and of course, you know the lighting has to be a, a factor in it. So, uh, you know, I guess you would have to pick like varying scenes that show like maybe the different. Uh, different styles of lighting maybe exactly right exactly right what i do is i try to show um sets that that but a lot of times the storylines will happen the the through line will be in sets that we recognize or or new sets but but where there's a storyline that follows and then yeah there'll be scenes that are daytime or, or nighttime scenes and uh the, the one that i picked had a we had a big fire and some explosions and um, and it was interesting. There's a lot of variety to it. And I fact, I'm feeling that this is my, of course, this means nothing in the great scheme of things, but, um, but it is my best submission, I think, to date. Um, uh, I really felt good about this one and the variety of, that I was, I was uh, exhibiting with this thing. So we'll see what happens. You never know. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember which which storyline had fire and explosions this year. <laughs> oh, it's it was the top of the tower. We had a. Um, oh, uh, of course. Okay. Sure. Well, Ray Weiss, you know, was, um, did this whole great scene that uh, the actor and uh, where he was the bad guy and and he had a commission to have this this um, computer program that hacked into Newman Enterprises. And it caused havoc, wreaked havoc in Genoa City. I remember that's a great selection. That's a great choice because, yeah, that was a real blockbuster storyline. It was like the towering inferno, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. So it was kind of fun to, uh, to kind of revisit that. Yeah. Well, there you go. So your your award is at the Daytime Creative Arts Emmy Awards, or the or the other or the the other it's the Emmy Awards. You're right. You're right. It is the Creative it, Arts. Yeah, yeah. I assume you'll be attending uh, this year. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. My wife yeah. and I'll go, and uh, and that's always fun to do. It's always nice to be invited to the party. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> yeah. well, what do you do when you every time you know all these the seven times you would do do you go out for like a celebration after you win or what happens oh sure oh yeah well first off you kind of breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> uh, that's what you do and then and then yeah absolutely we do celebrate and and i was real fortunate you know i won the last three years in a row and that's kind of amazing so i'm I, you know uh, this year seems would be, you know, I feel whatever happens this year, I feel like I've I've had a, a great run on this. So, uh, but we will definitely either way we'll celebrate tonight or that night. Right, right. So you know when you have when you go to work on Young and the Restless as a lighting uh-huh. director, how does the typical day work at the set? Oh, okay. Well, um, there's all there's there's. What I love about it is that no day is exactly typical. You know, every day is, has there's always uh, like a solving a puzzle. There's always something that comes up that you have to solve. But um, the, but kind of the framework that we work within, it's um, uh, we're in at oh rough, roughly seven six or seven in the morning, depending on whether or not we have things to do that and prep for the show. And then uh, we start taping about 8:30, and we shoot until we're done, however long that may take. You know, however complicated the scenes are, you know, d- determines all that. And um, uh, we work on two stages. I have a partner, also, and and he works on the second stage. And while we're shooting on the first stage, he's prepping for the cameras to come over to his stage. And um, and then when when I'm done shooting on my stage, then I prep for the next day as much as I can. So that's kind of the framework that we work within. Um, uh, and it gives us great flexibility having two stages because uh, it gives us downtime that we can work on sets. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, when they do the shooting schedule of a show, I uh-huh. mean, do they base it on the lighting? Do they base it on, you know, we have to do – this kind of lighting on this stage and this kind of lighting on that stage is is that sort of how they determine the order of scenes or well that's certainly a big element of it you know um uh-huh. uh if we're doing if we're doing day scenes you know they try to they try to keep it as chronological as possible just to avoid confusion for the actors of course uh and uh 
continuity. But absolutely, that is taken into account. We'll shoot if, if we have a, a big park set, or you know, they'll, we'll shoot all the day scenes, and then we'll and then we'll switch over to the night scenes. As a rule, that's that's the way it has to work. Otherwise, time-wise, it becomes real prohibitive. Um, uh, then there, then there's wardrobe to take into account. Also, I mean stuff like that. If there are big scene, if there are big wardrobe changes, rather than hold things up, they'll go to another set and shoot there, and then we'll come back to the set that we, you know, to a to a, the set that where the actors had to change. So there's a lot of really a lot of factors, but lighting is the I like to think the, the one of the biggest ones. Yeah, when you have like a, you know you're getting ready for the next day, you know, uh, prepping uh-huh. the scene for the next day's shoot. I mean, does a lot of it depend? Like, are you looking at the emotion of the scene or the storyline, or is it exactly the set? You know, if it's the hospital, it has to be this kind of lighting. If it's at the restaurant, it's this kind of lighting. Or, or do you take other factors into account? How do you decide how to light each scene for the next day? Well, I always try to I try to make it as as um. I try to have everything sourced, source oriented for me, so that it looks it looks real. I want you to be a part of the story, to be pulled into the story, and feel it's a real place. So, um, you know, if there's a window and it's daytime, I want to I want to see the the people lit come from that window. You know, or if there's sources in the room like lamps and such, I'll I'll make those you know their those key sources. Um, now, the, given that. Um, I also do, you know, the, the, absolutely the storyline is, is, pa- is paramount there. You know, what's happening, you, you really have to serve the story. So um, uh, everything I do is, is based on the emotion of the scene also and, uh, and the, what the, where the scene's going and uh, the mood that you want to set. That's all a part of all of that. Um, so it's, it's just not, it's just, it, it the lighting has to serve the script. That's the important thing. So it's a very important to read those scripts and know what's going on. Uh, if if it calls attention to itself in a way that you, you know pulls you out of this out of the scene, then then I'm not then it, no matter how wonderful it might be, then it's not serving the the whole story. That's disconcerting and jarring. So I try to make it as real as possible. Sometimes it's a heightened reality, you know, if, if it's a fantasy or if, if, and depending on people's emotion, but it's nevertheless, it can't pull you out of the story. Has there ever been like a, you know, with all these years that you've have worked in this capacity on the show, uh-huh. has there been a really challenging, uh, a lighting challenge for you that you still remember and think, man, how did I do that? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the, the towering inferno thing we had. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which actually we had this uh, effect shot where um, uh, we had a fireball coming down this hall. There's an explosion, a fireball chasing these actors down the hallway, right? And um, uh, in in the big, and it was a covered hallway with ceilings and the whole thing. And behind them, you know, the ceilings are falling in as this thing comes comes barreling through after them. And we set up this effect shot, and you know, the effect they can they can create the fireball, the, the effects people, but the Actually, the light hitting the walls, I have to do that. So I had to create this moving source, light source, coming down this hallway. And, where, and then in post, they add the fireball that follows my light, you know, that this is supposedly is casting the light. And to do that, I had to set up this 
fairly complicated series of cues that actually moved the light down the hallway. And it ended up very successful, but it was, it was, um, uh, it, it was something you really couldn't rehearse too many times because the ceiling's falling in, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. as, as it goes. So you really got one shot at it. So that's something that, that really worked well. Um, but it was quite a challenge to kind of pull that off. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, as a viewer, I remember these scenes now that you're describing them, you know, the fireball and, and, and all that, and thinking yeah. it's yeah. interesting to hear of all the work that really goes on, you know, behind the scenes and how how difficult it must be to pull off those kind of episodes, you know? Um, yeah, and it's the kind of thing that you really don't wouldn't you don't notice it unless it's wrong. And then you right. go, well, what, what was that? You know. So, so if you really do a great job, sometimes it just, you know, it's it it doesn't call attention to itself. It just becomes you get caught up, pulls you into the story. That's what it does. Yeah. How did you get into this line of work for Young as the Restless? <laughs> well, Lori, I started as an actor. Actually, that was my my. Um, that's what I always wanted to do, and so I was on the other side of the lights, and um, and then you know, like a lot of things that happen in life, doors open, and um, I ended up. I'd I'd always, of course, as an actor, you know, you especially if you're a theater major, you end up working a lot in tech theater, and um, I had this opportunity to come work at CBS, and I took it, and and and. Um, I was fortunate in that um, there were some incredible people here that that were incredible lighting people that had worked here that really lit a lot of the early sitcoms, uh, Archie Bunker's Place, all that stuff. They were really uh, pioneers in all of that and because all of that kind of started at CBS and then it moved out from there. But those early sitcoms all were kind of here first. Um, so uh, I got to work with some great people and uh and i had um seemingly a good eye for for everything and so it all kind of developed from that and i think that my acting background gave me helped me you know in seeing how the scripts work and and um the actors point of view on on what they need and um it it was really it's everything kind of served my career Mm-hmm. Getting me going. Yeah. Great. What about what advice would you give someone who would be interested in doing lighting for a show? Well, I would say uh, the best thing. Well, you always have to you always have to know what you're lighting and why you're lighting it. I mean, you, so you have to read the script. You have to you have to. That's paramount importance. I, that's you serving that script. Um, so I would say that and. And just not to be afraid to think out of the box. You know, there's a lot of ways, there's a million ways to, pardon the expression, skin the cat. And um, and you just want to find the way that's, that is, in my case, has to be fa- fairly fast. So what we do, we shoot so many pages a day that uh, there's not a lot of time to do a lot of setups. You know, so I have to be, I'm lighting as, as though it was a, a live show in many cases. Um so you just have to be inventive and never never stop learning. That's the that's the big key, I think. You really have to always always think. If, as soon as you think you know everything, it's you're you're done. You have to always uh, be open to ideas and open to change. 
The Daytime Creative Arts Emmy Awards will take place this Friday on April 29th, so here's hoping for a win for Ray Thompson. Please like my Facebook page at Outtakes on Blog Talk Radio and follow me on Twitter at Laurie's Outtakes. Until next time.